check, check. And then yo, we'll, we'll stop halfway just to reset the cameras and just like double check the angles and batteries and whatnot. True. Go on. All right. Bro, he's trying to fuck. Me. All right. <laughs> All right. He loves me. Come on. Come on. It might also be just uh, the only free piece of real estate in the conversation. Come on, bud. I'm not joking. We gotta go. He gets along pretty well with the cops, Brian hates knees. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny insider. Uh, BHK. Yeah, uh, so I, I I lived in Pennsylvania for a while and uh, tore my ACL while I was skateboarding and had the, or I didn't even have surgery. I, I did physical therapy and all that, moved back to Florida, and then um, was like pretty much fully healed skating again, and then I tore it again and then had to get surgery. And like people, anyone who like followed me on the internet had like seen both of those things happen. And there was this one dude that we got on the podcast. He was like a tattoo shop owner and he had kind of like seen the whole chronology. And he, just as an inside joke, he made those shirts his second time coming on the podcast. And we hung it up just cause it's like funny. Brian hates knees. You got one to rock too or just the one? Just the that one. Didn't he give us two? Or no, he, he was wearing one. one. Yeah, he gave me one and you one. You gotta, you gotta wear it out, you know? You have one? I have one. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't even know you had one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a little inside joke. <clears throat> you wanna jump into it, Danny? You can do the intro? Um, I already clapped it, so we're good. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go on. Cameras are going? Yep, everything's good. All right, bet. What episode is it? 80? Oh my 80. gosh. Word. 80 episodes, 80 weeks. It's a nice number. Nice that round is. number. I like that. <laughs> All right. I make a lot of my stuff around 80 Hey, there it is. There it is. Damn, I'm going to lean back a lot, I think. Yeah, I you can. I in a car for six hours, so. Yeah, I don't blame you. Plus... You came straight here from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? I left a little later than I, I was supposed to. Dang. So, uh, wait, were you going to Tallahassee? You're living up there, going to school? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's my first semester at Florida State. What? It's a great time. I love Tallahassee. Hell yeah, that's what's up, dude. Um, why, why, why Florida State? Um, honestly, I mean it's the best school in Florida, but nobody's paying me to say that. <laughs> Hell yeah, what are no, you majoring in? My, I mean, in-state tuition's great, and I went out of state for like my freshman year, and that obviously didn't end very great. So I, I kind of wanted to make it easier on my parents to just go where. Yeah, I, feel I could in-state. And also my dad went to Florida State, so I have their True. support on that. I've, I've regained their support. <laughs> Hell yeah. Was it... Wait, what was your first school um, you went to? It was SMU in Dallas. Oh. Southern Methodist University. And that was no, right out of high school? It's not religiously affiliated, but yeah. What was your major? Um, hard to even say there, man. I was not there long you, enough you just to started. have a major. I was a freshman. Dang. Yeah, I made it. I made it almost to the end of the year. Oh yeah. So what was that like living out of state and all that? Was that like your first time living out of state? Uh, like you just moved there, fresh out of high school, going right into college? Yeah, I, I really I went basically as far as I could, just 
because I, I thought that's what I had to do to just like be my own person. Yeah. You know, because you, you grow up in a town where people know you by like your first and last name. They know your parents. They know sort of everything about you, but you don't have, you you don't put your own like self-interest first because you're, I don't know, you're caught up in what other people think and like a strange microcosm that is not the real world. That's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go out to like where, you know, people are just making money, working like, I mean, Dallas, pretty much everything is, you know, very money based, which is dope, which is fun. But like, it's, it's, I wanted to come back to Florida cause I like being like with my family and being on like the water and yeah, it just something, something about this state just calms me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yeah. Not to mention, I think you only know if you're, if you lived here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that. Cause like I said, I, I moved to Pennsylvania for a little bit and it was like, anytime I visited, there was just like a certain, maybe it's cause it's my home state or whatever or something but yeah there's like a certain calmness you certain get nostalgia but i mean it's a great fucking state too yeah it is and mm-hmm. and it's crazy too because i remember as kids we would always like us and this our skater friends we had a lot of friends who'd be like like oh fuck florida like i can't wait to get out of here i can't wait to get out of here but it's like once you go to other places you realize florida is pretty damn great you know yeah. Yeah. it's like they say like we live where people go on vacation or yeah whatever. right right in the West Coast, it's a little different than East Coast, where a lot of people vacation. But yeah, it's always funny meeting somebody who's like rocking a, a tourist shirt from like Santa Bell or Fort Myers or Cape Coral. It's like, do you know, do you know where that is? Right. <laughs> do you have any idea <laughs> what you're repping right now? For real, City how, of Palms, baby. Yeah. <laughs> how challenging was it to to move across across states to go to college at that age? I was fucking horrible. I would not do it again. But I mean, everything kind of played out the way it's supposed to be did you live in a dorm while you were there mm-hmm. what was that like uh i mean there weren't horrible dorms but it's like i you go from like having your own room and like my 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 roommate was from china whoa yeah like like mainland china he was i mean he was a cool guy but like the cultural differences were like pretty great also i was doing things i wasn't supposed to do <laughs> it was just you and him it was just me and him, but basically, like, probably, like, halfway through the, the first semester, even, I ended up living with my girlfriend, like, out of her dorm room. Oh. Because it was, like, the, sort of the perfect storm, the perfect situation. Her her roommate was, was dating somebody that was in a fraternity house, and so she just stayed with him. And she had both dorm or dorm beds together for a California king. <laughs> perfect. She had, like, perfect. like, fucking six inches of memory foam on top of it. Yeah, it was much better than mine and then you know you have a little bit of privacy yeah did you have to like duck around ra's or anything like like when they did inspections or whatever yeah my my ra was right next to my room so um i'm I'm trying to not say anything (laughs) to be honest like if if you can't tell you can't tell but um i mean i guess it's fine because it's all it's all behind me now but um i got put on probation literally since the first semester uh because when when i was cleaning up my room and everything like right before everybody goes back to school or goes back home for christmas break i uh i left like my adhd medication and like a little bit of dabs and like probably like a corner bag of like nug it was just like maybe a gram tops and i realized this when i was like thinking about my adhd medication and I'm like, oh shit! Like I need, I need to bring that back to Florida so I can actually do my work and everything. And uh, 
the RA, since he was the, the room right left of me, the first room that he walked into is my room. And wow. so as I raced back in there, he was like, hey, like we, like we found this on on like the bed and everything. Yeah. Already called the police. I'm like, oh, well, I have to go to my flight. So can I grab that, like my ADHD medication and then just just leave and then like we deal with this after? And I grabbed the dabs. So I, grabbed <laughs> <laughs> I just loved a little bit of weed. I, like, and, and it wasn't, it didn't become like a, um, uh, a suit with like the, police department it was just with the school mm-hmm. but that's that kind of i guess put me on their radar i guess and then somebody else later that year flipped on me when they got caught smoking weed and Damn. yeah there was a, there was a whole case <laughs> man uh so do you what, what are the biggest differences like academically between the two schools do you notice a difference like from the school you're currently going to and uh your academic time there well i mean right now all my classes are online so that's huge it's a huge difference which is great that's why i can be here you know i can i can sort of travel whenever i can i can prioritize two things at once music and school which are my two main priorities that must be clutch because i remember Mm -hmm. like online classes are a pretty big part of college anyways so like to just go full online through the pandemic and everything it must be pretty dope yeah i mean this is technically my first semester at Florida State, because I was at Tallahassee Community College a little while before that, too, oh. for three semesters. So it's like weird. It's just, you know, transferring so much, I, I like lost credits and then like some stuff doesn't transfer. Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. bullshit. Are you at the point now where you're past like the associate's degree stuff or do you still have yeah. to? Yeah. Oh, nice. So what's your major now? Uh, marketing. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think it's applicable for music. For sure. Yeah. Where does music come in? Like, because uh, you grew up around here, right? Was music always kind of a part of your childhood and your life and stuff, singing and? Honestly, always. I mean, when I was five years old, I wanted to get a guitar. I wanted to play guitar, like, really as as long as I can remember. And my parents, they wanted me to learn piano first because we already had a piano. And, like, my sister already had learned. And it was five years old. How much do I really want this, you know, to get a a guitar? A guitar, you know, even a cheap guitar is like a 100 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. And so, like, uh, I played piano for like a year and a half. And then I remember that I was, Hey, can I play guitar now? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then my parents got me a guitar and I started taking lessons. I think I learned like, Oh, DeJoy first. And I learned a bunch of Dave Matthews band, <laughs> ACDC, Led Zeppelin. I mean, guitar was my first love. I think. Why was that? Why guitar? What, what drew you to that instrument? Oh, it's just badass. It's just cool. You know? I mean, you it see is. those guys up on stage and, and it's like, it's a part of them. It's an appendage. Yeah. And I always wanted to get to that point where it wasn't, I'm not doing other people's music. I'm not doing covers. I'm like, like the way a, like an athlete is on, on the court, you know, like they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's like a swordsman with his sword. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It, 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 I wanted to, to be natural and I wanted to like, get to a point where I could use it without impedance, like just the way that I was supposed to make what I want to make. That's also why I I like to be like involved in every part of the process of making the song too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When did you start making your own songs with guitar and and like recording? Because you you touched earlier before we started recording and said you, you uploaded some on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The first, the first song that I published, um, it's called the Adderstone. It's got, a bunch of meaning to it like an outer stone is a a rock 
or like the, you know um, like a, a river stone or something that has a hole in it and i was using that as like a metaphor for my heart there's like there's a hole in my stone heart i just yeah. stopped feeling the pain like i i still was aware that there was a vacancy inside yeah but that i could talk about it and not tear up or not like you know break down because it was such a, a, an emotional subject Mm-hmm. And um, I'd say I, I really started writing songs after my first serious girlfriend, which was in high school. I say serious, it was you know five months, but pretty serious when you only got four years of high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. at that time too, like that, like all sorts of emotions are happening at that time. So yeah. a five month relationship is a big deal. Yeah, you yeah. said Adderstone is what it was called. Adderstone, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So who were some of your like biggest inspirations as you were starting out learning guitar and whatnot? Were you into like rock and roll and all that? Like you were saying. Led Zeppelin and ACDC were, were huge for like my formative years. But as I sort of discovered my own sound, um, Ed Sheeran's the Plus album, the first album he put out. Yeah. Crazy. Like just the things that, that the sounds that he can make with just the guitar and vocals and yeah. the looper pedal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that I, I try to, I try to keep in mind how anything will translate to live performance. And I mean, that's textbook right there. Like he would fucking rock out with just his acoustic guitar up there. And, One man show. Right. Right. And I mean, I, there's not a lot of people that can do that. And I can do that. And there's not a lot of people that can do that. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to like find a way to represent that in my own way and do also my own sound. But I, I keep that, that thought in mind, even when I'm making music that, is not like live perform. It's, 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 it's like for everything to be coherent and like make sense together. Um, you have to think of it like that. Mm-hmm. And it must feel good. Like being fully equipped like that, you know, in, in other genres and whatnot, some, you need a lot of like external things in order to perform or like in order to, to show people your music or, or whatever, but you being able to sing well and having skills with the guitar. And like you said, like you can just go up on stage with just those two things and put on a whole, the whole show. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah, a PA yeah. system, even without one, you can just do it in a field like to, to like a, yeah. have you ever, how much performing experience do you have so far? Um, honestly, not much. I did. I did a couple shows back in Dallas that were, you know, small things where I just did a couple songs, but, um, actually just two weeks ago I did first, like, I guess you could say headliner at pots at pot bellies in uh, Tallahassee. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That was really fun. I basically ignored everything everybody told me to do there. (laughs) (laughs) What were they telling you? I asked people like, um, doing my first live show. What do you think I should do? Like set list and everything. And people like six to eight songs, do a lot of covers. I did one cover, the first song and 15 originals. Hell yes. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I switched it up. I brought like the, the ukulele out, brought the acoustic guitar out, and my electric, my SG inspired Angus Young. Damn. Sick. So other uh, have you learned, um, are you like pretty much on strings with, as far as instruments or have you learned more since, since the piano and guitar? Yeah, I mean, it was piano and then I learned guitar at seven. And then um, I guess I think of, some people think of acoustic guitar and electric guitar as two different instruments. I think they're pretty much the same. So I sort of like was back and forth between which one I loved more. I think it's acoustic guitar mostly just cause like you can just get that sound just 
feels like you're in alone or in a room alone with like that person when they're singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I picked up the ukulele in, in high school, I think like sophomore or junior year. And I just got a bass two months ago too. Nice. And the bass is a lot of fun. It's just like, like, I mean, a song is built up like from the drums and 808s, the bass, all the melodies in between vocals. And that like having a part in most of those, it just, it, it brings about like the feeling that when I, I put the song out, it's an extension of me. It's like, it's my soul out there because most of those thoughts were just unspoiled. There wasn't, they weren't tainted by like somebody else's touch and influence. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think people resonate with that. And I think that's, that's stuff that a lot of like the refined part of the industry is missing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, your most recent song, Angels is the most recent one, right? Yes. Was that one hundred percent you from start to finish? Every everything in there. I made that. I mean to answer your question, yes. Uh, but my my friend Cosmic actually added eight oh eights and and like a breakdown, like basically in the middle too, mm-hmm. which I think really made the song. But um, the majority of that I I made when I was on quarantine, when I had coronavirus, I just made it in like sixteen hours. I just. I don't even remember like what the thought processing was. It just sort of happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to divert too much, but you you said you had the virus and like experienced all the symptoms and whatnot. What was that like? That's horrible. That sucked. That sucked. Because I've yeah. known some people who have like had it and whatnot, and, like they had minor symptoms, but I haven't really like talked with someone who is straight up like went through the ringer. You was it? Were you up in school whenever that no, happened? No, no, I was back down here. I was back down here actually, and funny you should say with Pennsylvania, I had gone up to Penn State to visit my ex-girlfriend or visit my girlfriend at the time. And uh, I think I got it in the airport because we were up super late that night, like right before the flight. I got I got a uh, an early morning flight. You know, it just it just seemed to make sense. You know, after a long weekend with the girlfriend, you kind of want a, a cleanish sort of goodbye leaving in the morning. But that left me with not a lot of sleep and then going through the airport and then um, like the next day I was just sleeping all day. Dang. And I'm like, I think, I think there might be something wrong. Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm usually not this tired. I'm usually pretty active. And then I got a test. Like I think the next day, I mean, obviously had it just did a bunch of homework, made a lot of music, like touched a lot of ideas, made a couple of TikToks. I mean, the the symptoms weren't like too crazy, but it was like the flu. The, yeah, like my stomach, like that hurt. That sucked. Dang. Mm. Um, Dang. did you experience like the loss of taste and smell and whatnot? No, that's actually like probably the one I didn't have. <laughs> Interesting, because the people I know, that's the one reason they knew they had it, because they weren't like really sick in bed, like can't even get up or whatever. But they could, they lost their their senses like that and so they got a test and they came up positive so they're like damn got a quarantine that's how my mom had it but i wasn't that lucky (laughs) it didn't affect her that bad no no i mean she was the first one to get in her family and then i didn't get it when my mother and my dad and my little brother all got it i got it like a month later dang totally unrelated but does it feel like kind of like a relief that you and your whole family like kind of had it in its past in a way, for sure. I mean, you know, somebody was trying to make me feel bad for doing that live show. Like, 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, trying to make me feel bad for having, you know, in the, in the middle of a pandemic. A yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get, I get that, especially around here. Like, there's still events that happen all the time, and like you don't see a lot of masks and whatnot. And it's like a hard, like, conversation to have because it is risky. But there's people that like this is their whole livelihood. You know what I mean? And it's right. like as long as you're like, if you're the person going out to watch the thing, it's up to you to be responsible and like make your own choices Absolutely. and then, like and whatever. And if you're the performer, same thing. It's like it's just a responsibility. But um. I mean, if you're the performer, they're not handing dreams out. Like, you got to go get it. Exactly. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. just handing shows out. Like, I mean, if you have an opportunity to do something and the boogeyman's scaring you and saying, don't, like, you're still going to do it. Yeah. And it's know? not like performing, especially like you performing your set. It's not like you're a super spreader or something. You know, you're going to no, pass no. like x amount of germs or whatever and, it, and it's like as long as i'm sure people are sanitary people putting on the event or sanitary wipe the mic whatever i mean there's, you can there's do. really there's really like i mean in tallahassee like everybody's a super spreader <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. it's at, at a certain point i think everybody's immunity is has gotten yeah up to snuff there in tallahassee at least i mean it's also a lot of young people too and it's that's different thing, it's, yeah. it's a little different down here in naples and like yeah and depending on what you do for a career, like if you're a student and you like do and, and you're not like out and about with, around like elderly people or something like that, it's like you can basically just continue your normal life. And then if you come down with it, you know, quarantine, do your thing, get tested. But like for the most part with your age and your like, um, I guess like physical fitness or whatever, you can be pretty much fine. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was still saying I was still running when I had it. It was horrible, but like you just have to push yourself. To, I mean, people wear those masks too to limit their breathing. Just got to fight through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so back to music. I have a question. Uh, like, wh- if you're wanting to make a song, like, say, you know, you sit down with your guitar and or you're practicing a song and you're singing, and you, like, do you take it a step further and like plug in your guitar on, and like run a doll like Logic or Ableton? and record it into a track like that and like edit it that way or do, do you just go to go somewhere to get that done like a um, studio I have, I have a home studio set up i've got um an apollo twin Sick. I, I use logic 10 damn word um, thinking about upgrading to maybe maybe uh fl studio or ableton um got a couple of yamaha hs5s i basically do that sometimes i, I experiment like sometimes i like to record the guitar on like on my phone in the voice memos because mm-hmm. it has a certain like the way the way to, that is compressed there like whether it's the vocals or the guitar it, it just kind of sounds crazy when you then put, put it into the into DAW it. and everything and and you know chop it up um but i do do that also sometimes i also record my guitar at the mic too true it's, it's like whatever the song feels like it needs you know yeah man that'd be so fun I want to learn that. I want to learn how to do that. Like that. That's sick. Cause I, I use logic and I like make beats and I'm just like, that would be sick to have like a musical skill like that where like, yeah, you could yeah. put the guitar up and run the chords that way. And I feel yeah, like once you, you totally understand, like once you understand a little bit about music theory and like notes and whatnot, it's like, you can kind of transfer that to lots of different aspects of music. And it must be really fun to like put a project together using all your little like techniques and stuff you've learned over the years. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about music theory. I just kind of, um, it just it just fits in. Like, I, I know melodies and I know, I mean, a chord is really just 
multiple voicings. So I normally do the the guitar and ukulele and the bass and then vocals. And I've got a Splice membership. You know, shout out Splice. <laughs> yeah. Get some sounds there, some cool 808s, some cool hats and stuff. And um, that's how I, how I work up a reference normally. And then if I really want to go the next step and um, like select maybe some better sounds or change them out, that, that's kind of final mix stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you work with anybody? Any producers? Yeah, I try to I try to collaborate a lot. Um, I don't really like rap on beats or sing yeah, on beats, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I try to get in the room with like other people that are super talented. Like right now I'm working with Saya. I don't know if you know Josiah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, we're making some really cool music right now. That's dope. Um, actually, it's kind of all those ideas to like the the whole idea of the song has been upcycled. It's like I brought a full voice memo from Mike when I lived in Dallas two years ago. And then added I added like more ukulele and bass. Like once we, we chopped it up and made a whole beat out of it. And then like the next day added a verse on it and a hook that was just like freestyled basically. And like then we brought it to the studio and re-recorded all of that stuff while also recording the second verse and um tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna work on that some more too but it sounds it sounds crazy just like like you're like you were saying like like a voice memo going into that instead of just the traditional way of just direct line in Mm -hmm. or you know even recording with the microphone yeah yeah that's sick dude i'm sure it's sick too to like work with other people and see how it's how it can elevate just by like getting yeah people's i was gonna say you probably learned a bunch from him huh so far i've learned i've learned a lot from him i learned a lot from kenny beats i learned a lot from you know like youtube university is crazy yeah you can can learn anything on there just watching somebody in their workflow Mm -hmm. and like you need you use that as a reference to how you actually work yourself for sure and um i mean there's a lot of other guys along the way like cosmic he's crazy he's he's so talented um there's producers like jay spinner who's a friend of mine in dallas who's really good who um i collaborated with on medicine actually my first song out too and um this guy bo bedford he was a mentor of mine in in dallas i've I've worked with a lot of people and sort of seen a lot of different people's styles um all in hopes of developing my own that works for me Mm -hmm. yeah where does the song usually start? Like the idea for the song for, I, I'm sure it varies from song to song, but like, do you usually like think of lyrics first or like a little melody in your head that you think about getting out or how does it start? Like sometimes I will, I mean, don't tell my doctor, but like sometimes <laughs> I just like, will hear a voice or like, I'll hear like, <laughs> I'll hear like a BPM and I'm rocking with it and I'm nodding my head to it. Or I hear like three chords when I, I just stand up and I run to get my guitar record them or like like i said bpm if i already sort of have a bpm in mind i'll just hop down to the computer tap until i find out what that bpm is and then make an idea from there yeah and there's then there's stuff like voice memos where you record it on the go and it's just an, an idea just a feeling like that song with like the voice memo and ukulele and everything um like just the voice memo i just named it floating 239 and the song's now called Floating, and the hook is Floating. And I mean, it was more just about a feeling and like an idea 
and then bouncing like that off Josiah and like like figuring out what the direction of the song is and what's what's the purpose because there has to be purpose to everything you say yeah otherwise there's just no reason um but like with him we we like stuck on that idea floating because he really liked that and i sort of circled back and started writing lyrics with that in mind so the voice memo was just you explaining this this feeling this idea it was just like freestyling with like four chords oh i see yeah and that's the is that going to be the next one you think that you're you're going to release i think so hell yeah i had another one in mind too but i think i might remake it i feel that do you want to take a quick break before we go any further um yeah reset the cameras this one's probably charged enough all right we'll be right back for part two episode 80 yeah (laughs) i stopped skating too through high school which is something i look back on that i wish i hadn't done because i like i skated through middle school and everything stopped through well stopped through middle school and high school uh and then I started again right when I graduated. So, like, when I was, like, 18, started skating, skating again, yeah. And I've been skating for, like, 23 now. So, is that, like, fuck, is that five years? Oof. That feels good. Yeah, five years now. Yeah. It's been good. I love it. I did a lot of the same things, but I just never stopped playing soccer. You know? True. That's Yeah, that's good. That's good. You like soccer a lot? Yeah. You still yeah, but I, did, I did all those things, like, still while playing, while playing soccer. Like, I, uh, I, I, I was on a... Uh, you just you just get on a schedule, I think, in high school, and then you lose that after, and you just forget. Yeah. <laughs> how to manage everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. There's always that fall moment, I think. Those growing pains. First time you got to be independent. Yeah. Did you have a job through high school? Uh, a couple. I mean, I worked at Publix for a little while. Nice. Florida boy, you know. Had to. Had to. Uh. I quit that actually. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also worked at a culture marble place. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was that was when I I got like, I got in trouble so many times with my parents in high school. I don't I don't know what time this was that like I got another job and had like another job because that's sort of how it happened every time you mm-hmm. know. Like I need a man up. I need to need to start making money, get my shit together. Yeah, yeah. And then I have one for a little while and like. I do it, but like it doesn't have my main focus. It's not like I'm I'm taking a real interest in this. I'm gonna pursue a career in this because with me, it's like I, I either will do that or I would just rather not bother with it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like if you if you're not putting like all your skin in the game, there's no reason for me. Like, yeah, no, I know? feel that, and it sucks too to like wake up and like go, you know, to work or whatever, or go whatever time. And to like be putting in that time and that effort to like some shit you really don't care about in the long run if it's not like affecting me. You yeah, know, for right, some shit that right. I care you understand. about. Yeah. You understand. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I make music for people who have never asked for it. <laughs> you know. That's real. Yeah. I mean, that's that's essentially what a podcast is for. I think too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're making something that nobody's fucking asking for. Yeah, that's <laughs> facts, dude. I was thinking about that the other day too. It's funny that you say that. If uh, you can get past that. You've, you've done like half the work yeah if you can get past that and, and do it as as if you're just having fun and like you like it's just a part of who you are it means something to you yeah 
that's it right there, dude. Because half the time people start podcasts or they'll start making music and then they, they don't receive the uh, feedback that they were looking for right off rip. And so they give up. And with podcasting, like for sure podcasting, you have to stay consistent because same thing with YouTube. Nobody's going to subscribe to your channel if, if you're not being consistent because yeah. it's the one like it's a one time thing. Nobody's going to subscribe. But if you know, you're being consistent with it, they have something to look forward to. Same for music too, but um, I feel like you can make a a bigger impact in a shorter shorter scheme of things with with music. You know, one song it it could just resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Go on. especially in the streaming age. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All it takes is one song getting playlisted. How is TikTok one song getting the right thing? How has TikTok affected like music for you? Because that's like a whole new way people consume music, you know. For me, so far, for me so far, it has affected... Go on. I, I, I've met a lot of new supporters that like I've been able to connect with that have just like the particular TikTok of mine. I think my, my most viewed and most like TikTok, it's at like 7,000 views. It's, it's got like, I think 600 likes or something right now. Damn. But it it's the comment section like responding to people and like then like I can, you can see... It's so crazy to see like when you hit the algorithm even just a little bit because you'll get like comments and then followers and then you'll get followers across the plat- other platforms then and then you'll get like a DM and like or, or, or a story repost and those are the people who really like cared about like it that much to, to go that far and that's like that's what it's all for that's what it, that's it's incredible. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. And like I've seen that I've gotten to see that on like like a small scale, but those are also the people I make music for too. I mean, you make it for yourself ideally, but like when I'm thinking about a song, I I I do consider the people that are going to be listening to it as well. I think I think you have to like I I don't, I don't like this but like the modern narcissistic sort of like just everything is self-promotion in, in, in songs and like the lyrics are sort of of nothingness like nothing is substance mm-hmm. you know I, don't, I think I think we can just do better than that and I think people especially with TikTok people see through that people see this stuff that's just like it's not real yeah it's not authentic it's not like true to who they are it wouldn't be true to me I know that so I can't possibly try to do that approach yeah yeah I have to go things you know my own way yeah, that yeah, that's real, and yeah, like you said, people will they'll they'll sniff out like the if it's not authentic, they'll definitely. You can see it's like everybody's got a cringe like like a cringe meter, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you see somebody on TikTok that like is doing something, and maybe it's popping off a little bit because like this young demographic of girls and like people it just it, it just hits on like that, but like then it changes like styles come and go, fads change. Yes, like. You never know. TikTok may become like the new Instagram where it's like everything that everything that you make is like has to be associated with your entire like brand. And then it's no longer these like viral videos of just somebody who's just, you know, a kid having fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fuck. Could take that route. What do you, what do, you do for fun besides music? Do you, are, you, are you into anything like uh, soccer? You still play soccer? Yeah. 
Yeah, I just played some pickup the other day. It was pretty fun. Hell yeah. Sick. That's what's up. A lot of running. Yeah. Yeah, I run too. Word. Yeah. That's that's what's up. You run far or, or more like fast pace? I kind of fun run, to be honest with you. Like, like I keep up a high pace. I run to this park right by my house. Um, hey, December, can you help in with In Tallahassee. It's, uh, it's called, like, San Luis Park, San Luis Mission Park. Okay. I go, uh, I run around there, like, a couple miles a day. Word. Sometimes I, uh, I, I will just, like, put my phone down somewhere in the brush, and, like, <laughs> I'll sprint a full lap around the place and see how fast I can do it. I'll come back and, like, it'll be, like, three minutes, 35 seconds. Yeah, that's sick. You know, and then I try to beat that next time. Hell yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I like running. I'd like to do it more. Uh, I'm more like in the gym when I can, but I, I I like running, especially outdoors. Like some about that is just. You do that every day. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. That's got to be like a good mental moment too, to just do that every single day. It's a real runner's high, man. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's not a. It's not a. I don't know. I I believe in working out as a flow, and like if you really want to do it, like. Like for lifestyle, I, like for me, I I I'm trying to fit it fit it in the way like that it works in my life. And to be honest, that's my way of saying I wake up too late in the day. <laughs> but I, I I just wake up, run, get rid of all the toxins in my body from the night before. And I I kind of approach what I have to do after that with a clear head. It helps with the with the online classes because as long as I get it done before midnight, or if I did get it done like the day before is what i've been doing um it's it's kind of easy to just do that and then go out at night again <laughs> oh yeah do you dirt bike no back your dirt bike you no. ever dirt bike no no never been no. on one <laughs> he's no, been advocating I, dirt bike a day <laughs> i rode my uncle's ruckus oh okay that, yeah honda ruckus that's yeah. nice yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Do you have any intentions of riding dirt bikes? Like, like if you if 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 you were to make it, and you got all the money in the world, you got a nice big house. Would you? Would you? Is that a is that a dream of yours? Getting dirt bikes, like Nigel Houston type shit. Bro, that'd be so sick. Uh, I I can't say it's in the cards for me right now. I'd I'd honestly rather uh, like just a a sports car. Okay. With a manual gearbox. There you go. And that'd be my toy. What cause... you thinking? What like do you know? Do you know what it would be? Yeah, I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd probably get a nine nine seven point two, uh, you know, nine eleven. Okay, a Porsche. Yeah. Yeah, manual. Yeah. Dope, dude. I mean, if I could really afford a manual GT three that's like new, oh. I would get that. But you know, I got to keep keep it realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are those are nice. Those are nice. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm in. I'm into a lot of like driving cars, and I'm into a lot of recently like dirt biking and four wheeling and shit. Yeah. So you like to drive fast? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. That adrenaline rush. Yeah. Or or just on wheelies, like dirt biking, like doing a wheelie on a dirt bike is fire. Just something about that, just going for a while. Yeah. Thrill seeking, I guess. You ever go snowmobiling? No, but I want to. That and snowboarding. I've never seen snow. You never go snowboarding? No, dude. Come on, man. I know. I have to. You got it. You got. You have to. You have to. Have you? Where? Where'd you go? Where have you been? Um, Cali. No, I've actually never been. No, I, I want to go to Lake Tahoe one day yeah. and just like do it. Because, I mean, you ride there and just you're overlooking Lake Tahoe in yeah. front of you. And that's crazy. And then you can go on the boat, too. It's it's like Florida in a way. Like, 
Like, you can do so many water sports there, but, like, I mean, I guess skiing is a water sport, too. That's the same reason I'd like to go to, like, Alaska, like, glacier skiing or something. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That'd be sick. Yeah. Do you do much water water stuff down here, like uh, wakeboarding or surfing? Uh, wake surf is fun. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, too. <laughs> Clayton's, Clayton's been on the boat with me, and uh, we did that with a, uh, just a regular, like, skim board. Damn. Like dock line on the side. What? The, That's hardcore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was doing, like, 360s, too. What? Nuts. That's crazy. Niedermeyer's nuts. Yeah, I hear he's nuts on a dirt bike, too. Speaking of dirt bikes, yeah, he can he wait forever. He is. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, from what I've seen. Yeah. I've seen him ripping down the road and, like, jumping shit. Hell, yeah. All while on one wheel. Damn. He's pretty good on two wheels. We just went snowboarding, actually, too. Where? Colorado. Damn. Yeah. That's what's up, dude. That's uh, a... uh, no, I guess you've never been. Mm-hmm. Copper? Nah. Copper Mountain. Oh, I've heard, actually. It's out in the same basin as Breckenridge. Okay. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yo, you're getting a little far with your headphones. Alright. Yeah, good. I was just turning that back on. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to go snowboarding. So, how many times have you been? Are you good at it? I'm pretty good, yeah. I've been, I've been fortunate. Uh, I've been able to go skiing a lot of times, honestly. I, I used to ski and then... I started snowboarding too. Like I switched over when I was younger, and I've just snowboarded since. Damn. And I was just in Big Sky, Montana, for my mom's or for my mom's birthday, for New Year's. She was my New Year's kiss too. <laughs> it's kind of sucked, but <laughs> <laughs> took ass my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we went out there. That was pretty fun. That's the most recent time I've been. True. Yeah, I'd really like to go. Um, you ever skated? Um, not much. I had an electric skateboard for a while. What? Tight. Like a boosted? No, like a, like a cheap. Uh, okay. A cheap one that I got on. Um, Wish. No, no, it was one of those. It was one of those crowdsourcing like. GoFundMe. Yeah, it was, it was like GoFundMe, but it was another one. It was what? or Kickstarter or something like. Yeah, that? It was, I think it was Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Was, Kickstarter. That was the word I was looking for. Okay, there it is. No, it was, on, it was on Kickstarter. You can buy shit off that. Yeah, it was like a it was like a two hundred dollar empty skateboard. I thought it would be like my my main form of transportation. I mean, things you buy when you're <laughs> making three k a week cash. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, those are fun too. The electric skateboards, they're fun for. I've never ridden one. They're a little sus braking and whatnot if you're going fast but you ever tried the one wheel no i want to the one wheel is crazy what you have to you have to is there a, a remote on that or is it just no it's on that. your phone there's an app on your oh, phone wow. but like you you just have the settings it has like different sort of riding styles and like oh dude it's so much fun <laughs> i recommend actually in this hoodie i have holes from when i ate shit on one what <laughs> I don't Captiva. Damn. Captiva. True. That's a fire hoodie, too. Thank you. Yeah. Also, also, should you buy women? (laughs) Three grand a week. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb things, bro. So, one thing we do ask is uh, me and Danny talk about, like, this winning streak, trying to, like, perceive every day as, like, winning, you know? Even, Even when, like, you setbacks happen or, like, or you go back a few steps or whatever. You got to just like see that as a learning experience that you need to go through to get where you like you're eventually going to be. 
Have you had any times that like just times where you were really put to the test, like where life was just like really punching you and you're just like, damn, dude, this sucks. And it might be a time you look at now as like, damn, I, I learned so much through all of that. Yeah, I've had a lot of those. Honestly, I, I think that's that's what's gotten me to 22 years old. Um, I don't think I'd be who I am if I if I didn't have like sort of the experiences I had in the, in the past year or even uh, before that. But I, I just realized that like you can't compare yourself to others. You have to do what you have to like you have to do what it takes to make your vision come true. And you can't compare that with somebody else's who's it's just apples and oranges. You can't you can't do what you set out to do without having priorities that are different from others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's, we only got 24 hours in the day. I always I always feel like that's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier, like when it comes to creating things for other people to consume, it's like, it's so important to keep it at the core, like what you're all about, you know what I mean? And like, you know, make sure you're doing it for you first, like you were saying, because at that point, if like, if things are going along and like, you know, we all, we all get that feeling in our head of, of like, oh, what if we're not good enough? Or like, what if, you know, why aren't we like there already? You know what I mean? And, and it can get hard to like continue, but as long as at the core, you're just like doing it for you and it's fun. The whole process is fun. Then at that point, it doesn't matter what like the numbers look like. Yeah. It's the numbers game. Honestly, I, I've tried to like get that totally out of my mind because that's not what you think of when you're making something good and for feel. I, I, I think I just reposted something on my Instagram from an Instagram account, restore the feeling that was it was, it was that sentiment. It was it was a video that was made actually, and it was saying like the feel versus you know, the ulterior. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it said honestly. Is it better to be heard or felt? That's a good question. It's nice to be both, but it's difficult. But if I had to choose, I would rather be felt. The feeling lasts longer than the <laughs> All the data and clout doesn't really mean anything. You see how it is. They come, more go. They're successful, but not fulfilled. The feeling makes you truly successful. So the trick is not being heard, but felt. Do what you feel and feel what you do. RTF. Restore the feeling. That summed it up right there. <laughs> oh, shit. That's real as fuck. That wrapped it up. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. That's funny that you just pulled that up. Dude. That is hilarious, dude. That's the answer. Yo, I actually heard that that lyric, Restore the Feeling, in a Jay-Z song on my oh, drive word. here, too. Which what? is kind of crazy, so. Nothing's a coincidence, bro. Nothing is a coincidence. You're right. Well, Tell as... Tell about those t-shirts. What's that? What's, what's uh, the story with the t-shirts? This oh, is, these are yeah, these are our T-shirts for the podcast. We we just made them. It was just an idea we had. It was when we were rolling around the winning streak idea. Uh, just like we were just like, yo, nothing's a coincidence. So we're like, fuck it. Let's I love shirt. those. I love those. I need one of those. We'll yeah. have to get you one. Do we ha- do we have sizes left still? We do. 
Large. XL? I think we have all sizes left. What size are you? Double XL. We got double XL. Um, I think I think we, think we, we have XL. All of them. We got an XL. Fit an XL. I can't fit XL. I like double XL. <laughs> Next batch, bro. We're getting double XLs for you, bro. Hell yeah. Uh, but where can they I find you at, dude? Like, cause you do have shit coming out. Like, uh, I know it's better to be felt, but like, like I want to direct some people to you. So where, like, what do you got going on coming up? Like, where can they find you at? Um, you can find me on YouTube. My name is just Mark Richards. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. It's the Mark Richards. That's. T H E M A R K then R I C H R I can't speak right now. I just drove six hours, so thank you for doing that too, bro. Like that that's awesome. Thank you for having me from all the way down. Um and then uh the Angels video was dope, bro. Yeah. That's out now. People can look that up on YouTube. You can see that on all platforms. The song's streaming on all platforms. Angel. My name is Mark Richards. Hell yeah. Where can they find us at, bro? You can find us at City of Palms Podcast, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes every Monday. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Dude, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> For real. We're at episode 80, bro. 20 more episodes till 100. so much coming, dude. Yeah. I'm stoked. Let's go. I'm not sure I'm subscribed. Bro, I'm about to hop on that. We post yeah. highlights. Smash clips. that subscribe button. For real. Yeah. If you don't got Thank time you. for the full episode, I understand. Life's busy. We post highlight clips on the YouTube channel. And there's going to be exclusive t- content that's not going to be on audio platforms. So get to YouTube. We got a lot coming this year, dude. 2021. Yo. Thank you all for watching. Let's make it there. This has been episode 80. Thank you for listening. Mark Richards, everybody. Hit him with the outro, Soren. Yeah.